Yeah, if someone doesn't engage you in the way that you believe they should, then <laughs> yeah. he was like, he's arrogant. He's act like he's above everybody. Yeah. Like, no, I just don't want to argue with you about stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't have time. To argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was born ready. What you talking about, boy? Well, I was born ready for Meg, so. Oh, gosh. Here nah, this is, the come on, look, look. This is, on. is this the Meg, Meg Stallion Chronicles? Nah, this look, it's not the Meg the Stallion Chronicles, but, like, you know, I was just on Twitter, and then I, I, I saw that little twerk thing she does, and when she's like, like, she gets on her knees, and she's like, I yeah. keep it realer than real. That's my. Yeah, she's, she's. Yo, shout out Meg the Stallion. You're killing it. I can't wait for the hot girl summer to, uh. Song come out, uh, yo, just give me. You a, you're a supporter. Just give, just give me a chance. You trying to have a, Saints? You trying to have a hot girl summer Saints? No, no, no. Saints, you trying to have? A no, no, I'm not. Why you? Come on, bro. I just, I just want. Come on, like, can I not like Kanye dream? Can I yo, Kanye dream? In yo, peace? yo, yo, everybody. The IG page is up. The IG page is up. Totally. Alert, IG alert, page alert, is alert, up. Alert, alert. And the Twitter's pot. The Twitter's rocking. IG's rocking. Yo, listen, please we, follow us at Take Them Ankles. Underscore PC. And then for the Twitter, it's take underscore them. We out here. We got a... And today's... uh, Actually, we po- we posed up a question up on the stories today. And uh, we we asked the question, who's take who's the king of LA right now? And I will give you the poll answer right now. And we have Lakers versus the Clippers. <laughs> First off, it, it shouldn't be close. Because right like, the Lakers should be winning this, but... Let's because see. of the offseason they had a little bit, I understand if it's close. Let's see. Who, who's 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 LA's champion right now? Who's winning it? What team owns LA? Well, like realistically, it's the Clippers. They're a lot better than the Lakers right now. Um We got Clippers with 57 and Lakers with 43%. Oh I never thought the Clippers would have bandwagons. Now we're gonna hold you. Man. Or maybe it's just people from the outside looking in. I don't even think it's actual fans. I just think it's people who watch basketball. Like outside you know looking mean? in. Yeah. Yo, it's like how many Los Angeles? No, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yo, put it in. Los- put it in the Twitter. How you say that, man? I don't Los Angeles Ites. No. <laughs> Los, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Mm. How many Los Angeles? That doesn't sound right, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It sounds it sounds good. It sounds like it's, it kind of sounds insulting. Yeah. Freaking Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but look, I'm Saints. It's your boy Bass. And we back at it again. For no particular reason, because we ain't got none of us better to do. Yeah. Like to be honest, nah, to be I'm keeping it a thousand with y'all. We we don't have anything else better to do. And this obsession with the NBA is getting out is getting out of control. Um I'm sorry, NBA. Y'all killing MLB and y'all killing NFL, especially NFL, man. Especially NFL. NFL, two thumbs down for the NFL. Yeah, two thumbs way down. Two thumbs way down. Do better, guys. Do better. The game is soft now. It's it's trash. Get your life. Get your life. Please. Get your life. Fix it. Fix it, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. That's my. Um, I was actually racing my sports car, racing this Porsche down the um, the street, yeah, to the Clearport, because so, because you know I mean? uh, we got a Clearport now, because you know the podcast is doing so well, so we bought a Clearport and a Porsche. Yeah, we're doing good, man. Not on the road. We're doing we're doing great. I think we're doing pretty good. We're, we're doing pretty good. So, 
How was your day, bro? What's going on with you, man? What's the vibe, good, man? You know, I, today uh, I was working on the the page and seeing how how the growth is just going. I'm especially happy about the success that everything's going good. And you know what? We're taking this thing all the way. We're taking it to the top, and I'm just just excited. To the top, excited. Reach oh. the time out to you. Reach the top. Oh. Yo, you know what I would Kanye like to do? Sorry, you, you know what I would like to do in sake of the third best rapper to ever. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. No, no, no. Yo, can, this... I, can I please get pump it up? No, 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 no. No, 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 Nah, man, you gotta play. I will not give this. Who? Yo, listen. can I get pump it up, please? That's inexcusable. <laughs> I just want to hear pump it I up. I can't condone this. How can I condone this? I want to hear pump all it right. up. All right, real talk. How can I condone this? Joe Button being the third best rapper ever. Take them ankles. We want what? Do we, what do we want, man? Take. We want to hear pump it up. Take them brain cells. He's not the third best rapper ever. Listen, yeah. I don't even know why he's even he's in a, the same conversation as Hov and Nas. Don't understand that. He's a podcaster like us, Jared. We have no. We have to do him justice by playing pump it up. Get the, come on, man. I Listen, don't want to hear that. If like, we don't play pump it up, bro, I'm playing pump it up. I don't feel what you're saying. <laughs> play pump it up, man. We need to hear. We're not playing. I'm not. Look, yo. Man. Play pump it up. That is inexcusable, man. That's yo. Imagine Can you this. seriously imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine this. You're LeBron. You're having a bad half. <laughs> you probably scored like ten. My man got the tilted. You probably scored the tilted. <laughs> no, no, no. You probably scored eight points. You probably scored eight points, and you're like, I'm having a bad game. Shoot horrible. I don't think LeBron's listening to Joe Button. No, no. Listen to right. my story. Listen. I, I, I. You go to you go into the locker room. You go into the locker room. Uh-huh. You don't you tune out your coach. You tune out the players around you. Like shut up, Frank Vogel. Shut up. You put your headphones on. Um, beats, beats by Dre headphones, because you know the sponsorship. Sponsorship. Gotta, um, gotta, um, gotta, um, rep gotta, sponsorship. gotta rep the sponsorship. You put your you put your beats by Dre's on. And what you hear? You hear? You play pump it up. You hear this. Play that. Hey, uh. I'm dropping 40. I'm dropping 50. I'm dropping 60. Third all time, baby. Number three, like Chris Paul, baby. No, oh, number three, like AI. Oh, Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop the nonsense, bro. Let's stop the nonsense. Let's stop the nonsense. Can we get back to real life, please? All right. I know we're going on a tangent, but you know how we do. We always going on a tangent. But, um, nah, cut it out, bro. But listen, listen. <laughs> Ebro and, 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 and Rosenberg try to rectify this whole situation. Oh, God. Come on, man. By making their own list. That list was garbage, too. That list was garbage, too. Listen, Ebro, you ruined Hot 97. How you have Ebro? How you have Kanye at number fifty? Come on, Kanye number fifty. Ebro, stop it, stop it. And you hand wrote that. You actually, stop it. you actually took time to use your whack ass penmanship to go write that. <laughs> stop it, man. <laughs> Listen, man. But look, man. Look. I needed, I needed to get that off my chest. Um, Joe Budden, I rock with you hard body, but you know, and I know you're not number three. Yo, bro, like you know where near Nas, and it's, it's, it's that's been a fact. For but the, like he's he's he knows that he he's self aware enough. He to knows that. that. Yeah, he knows not, that, man. He's like, yo, he said he'll take you, but he knows that's that's complete. 
false, <laughs> false information. Yo, but listen, let's get right to it. Today, we got some interesting stuff to tackle. Um, I just had an interesting conversation with a Nick fan. Mm. Um, I, I say this as a qualifier because most Nick fans don't know basketball from my experience. Mm. And, you know, okay, no, you, you, you know what? You know what? No, 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 no. Let me take this back. Let me take this back. Mm. Let me not associate Nick fans with this. Yeah. Because they, they get enough. Yeah. I mean, uh, come on, man. This is a basketball guy who watches a lot of basketball. I wanted him to come on a podcast today, but he, uh, for whatever reason, he didn't feel like he wanted to come here. But his uh, take actually sparked a pretty interesting conversation. And mm. it's, it's about point guards. Point guards? Point point guards? Point guard. Hard team. Point. It's, it's my point guard right there. It's point guards. But in this case, we want to know who's the point guard. Point guards. So... It got me thinking, like, what constitutes a point guard? Mm. Mm. You know, the the, the you, requirements. Have, you need your soapbox for this, my, 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 my soap good box. sir? My soapbox. So you can stand on it and, you know, preach about the point guards. Oh, yeah, the point guards. Because y'all don't know. Y'all are regular point guards. And you, you we deem you unworthy for the, for the title of point guard. Mm. My brother over here, you are misinformed. My brother, nah, all right, all right, let me see. <laughs> you are, now, but what constitutes a point guard? So, you know, right. growing up, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, you know, those are point guards. Baron Davis, um, who else? Like, like notable point guards back in the day. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Uh, that's what I grew up with. You know, in the 90s, it was Gary Payton, you know, Isaiah Thomas, obviously Magic Johnson. John Stockton. John Stockton. Um, come on, these are great. Come on, the these greats. are like un, unfazable. Walt Clyde Frazier. The greats. Look, you're like Oscar Robinson. We can go on and on and on and on. And I'll go on and on. All right, all right. Yeah, let's start that, with this. That's still the hip hop. It's the hip hop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we can't get out of system. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the New Yorker. In us. But in 20. <laughs> you can't, you can't, we can't help it. Can't take filming. Feel me? Uptown legend, uptown rapper, always and forever. Make sure you know. Anyway, right. what constitutes a point guard in 2019? And I understand the paradigm has shifted. Mm. We How so? evaluate point guards very differently. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Shoot. In your opinion, what constitutes a point guard in 2019? All right. So, you know, as the, the modern era has existed, the game has evolved. So with the modern day game, it's all predicated off the point guard controlling tempo. Predicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. I got a little, okay. got a little PhD base. I got a little studious today. You know what I mean? Studious? Oh. Oh, excuse me. So uh yeah, it's all predicated off of um controlling tempo and you know stretching the floor and it's also off pace and space. Ooh, pace and space. And how well do you operate off of pick and roll? Mm, okay. So that's what the, this game is is basically stepped up to. And how good you shoot the long ball? Because long ball, because integral part. Yeah, I, that I is so key to what a point guard is in today's basketball game. So you know, you're just to name a few, not to spoil my list, but just to name a couple guys off the top. Uh, Steph Curry. Mm, okay. Dame, Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. Who's probably one of the best at it. Yes. 
at, at supremely underrated. Pick and roll. Yeah. And, you know. In the gym range. Yeah. Killer so, instinct. So, you know what? It's all about that. And, and that's what basically this game is about because everything, every game is a marquee matchup. Every team has a top-tier talent. So that's basically what a point guard is today. Okay. So before we dive into this, fully, you know, nose dive, head deep into this, I want to set some criteria, right? So how much do you factor in winning for your point guard assessment? Oh, that's that's probably one of the top, if not the top. One of the top? If not the top. Because it's all like, like I said, the point guard is one of, if not the most important position in the modern game right now. Okay. I feel like the wings have an argument in this in this in this assessment. Okay. When it comes to who's the best, what's more important on the team. But point guards have been shutting it down. I believe like right now, yeah, I would definitely say the point guards is definitely uh, the most important thing on the on the floor. Most important thing on the floor is the yeah. point guard. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So my criteria is um, obviously talent, right? Efficiency, mm-hmm. and how you affect winning, right? So talent, efficiency, and how you affect winning. Absolutely. Those are my three criterias for being a point guard. So um, I'm glad we had this having this conversation because. I was doing a little research earlier today, and um, just tap it research, just tap it. Eurostep Goat uh, IG um, account that I suggest you guys go follow had put up a list of top ten point guards, and I'm gonna go shoot them off, and you can state where you felt like they went wrong and where you feel like they. So like first read the whole list off so like we can like oh no that's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm gonna do that's yeah. definitely what I'm then we gonna dissect it like a juicy keto steak feel me <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the keto shout out to the keto <laughs> all right holla holla let me let me get at this all right boom so we have at the top Steph Curry at number two we have Kyrie Irving number three we have Damian Lillard number four Russell Westbrook. Number five, Kemba Walker. Number six, Ben Simmons. Number seven, Mike Conley. Number eight, Kyle Lowry. Number nine, D'Angelo Russell. And number 10, De'Aaron Fox. So, any notable names missing off this list? Um, right now, what I'm thinking about is... Who's, who's missing off this list? Because one name comes, come, comes to mind. Chris Paul comes to mind. Chris Paul. Yeah, he he he's still a top ten point guard in the NBA. Is he really? So, who are you taking off? Let's get into it. Who are you taking <laughs> off? So, um, because this is a pretty well constructed list. Let's start at the bottom. All right. So at at the bottom we have De'Aaron Fox at number ten. Let's take the first three. You, you, De'Aaron Fox, Kyle Lowry, and, and D'Angelo Russell. Okay. So. <clears throat> Kyle Lowry's one of my favorite players, and I'm very critical of the man, though. Okay. Extremely. I, I have been. He's a, a as, as is the whole NBA. As is the whole NBA, yeah. I mean, because, you know, like, Kyle Lowry is aware of his playoff performances. But, you know, again, based off the criteria that I just named, 
he most definitely should be number 10 on this list. Right. Like, um, I'm not taking him over De'Aaron Fox or D'Angelo Russell. I agree. But you know what? A lot of this is, like, I think is this list is also, like, what he did in the, in the finals. Well, man. okay, yeah. All right, okay. He played out of his mind, and it's also a situation where he actually stepped up to the occasion. Like, when the playoff intensity got at its highest, on a dislocated thumb, he actually performed quite well. Yes, no, no. Uh, I mean, he's he's passed the test. Uh, he's passed the test. He has demonstrated that when you play and perform on the highest level, like the NBA Finals, then you that's that's that that's ha- that happened, and you, that has to go into the assessment, and you have to consider that when you factor things in. But and talent, we, and, and we have to also account that uh, De'Aaron Fox and D'Angelo Russell have yet to step up to the plate when it comes to postseason accomplishments. True. That's so, true. So I feel like that's also part of his argument and a part of his portfolio. You got to put that into it. So are you taking Kyle Lowry over D'Angelo Russell and De'Aaron Fox? If I'm starting a team, no. But if we're going off of what they have accomplished in the NBA, we already know that Kyle Lowry has accomplished way more than De'Aaron Fox and D'Angelo Russell as it stands today. Do I think that De'Aaron Fox and D'Angelo Russell will leapfrog past Kyle Lowry in the upcoming seasons? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I believe that they're, t- they're a lot better at their age than Kyle Lowry was at his age. I feel like uh, um, Kyle Lowry, you know, again, because he kind of had this all-star journeyman thing going on, but like, uh, uh, particularly in his prime, um, he always, he, he always, so he was the one taking 35-footers, contested 35-footers, before Steph Curry really like found his groove. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember him when he was on the Sacramento Kings giving everybody the work. And it was like, who is this Kyle Lowry guy? Like, <laughs> he worked his way up over there, and suddenly, you know, he bounced around a bit too. Bounced around a bit too, but he, he's he's a, he's he's effective, and uh, he gets the job done. And he's a world champion right now, so they can't can't be taken from him. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Kyle Lowry though, for real. Good but, job, well job, well done. Before he put the icing on the cake, when he got this ring, I used to call him the best of the worst, and I used to, <laughs> <laughs> I used to clown him because I felt like. When you didn't have an all star, he'd be the guy that you call up and be like, Yo. "But he is a oh, he's a perennial all star." I know that's what I'm saying. But I was like, he was. The, I was always stated like when he was, yeah. when he was getting his all star burst. I was like, "Yo, he was the guy that." Ah, oh, dang! Who do we pick? Who do we pick? Ah, uh, give, give give Kyle a call, man. Give Kyle a call. Then you call Kyle up and be like, Kyle, be like, <laughs> "I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm, I'm here, man. I'm I'm, I'm willing and able." <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. You're an all star again. You're all star, man. Here you go. And then they hang up the phone real quick. So basically, so but yeah, like I'm gonna say that Kyle Lowry is gonna stay off of respect of what he did this season. I'm just gonna let him rock at at that number uh, seven spot. What's it seven? No, yeah, def- I'm gonna let him, let him start sit at that number eight spot. And so, like, you're you're putting him over D'Lo and Fox. That's due to postseason. I wasn't too too impressed with what um, D'Angelo did this this postseason. Even though he he did have moments where he picked up his pace, but he had a lot of games where he was playing iffy and a little shook. But that was his first playoffs. That's all to be considered. 
this season he's definitely going to be well past Kyle Lowry. And and De'Aaron Fox is going to be well. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be well past Kyle Lowry as well. Also, like so, I'm taking D'Lo over both these guys. Okay. Um, and it's funny that we had we're having this debate um, because D'Lo was matched up exactly with the the uh, De'Aaron Fox mm-hmm. in the game that I'm going to cite. I know what you're getting at. And that is last year's Sacramento game in Sacramento, Brooklyn Nets versus Sacramento Kings. Yeah, now, I, I stayed up for that you, game. You, you have to understand where I'm coming from. If you didn't see this game, I advise that you go back and watch it. But this is this was the greatest comeback. Last season. Last much. season. Like, bar none. Nets were down what twenty seven points in the fourth quarter twenty twenty seven in the in the in the third and then they dwindled it down to like twenty three twenty four and coming into the fourth so basically Nets were getting whooped and um this was a must win game um they were in the thick of things in the playoff they lost a lot of games they, in that West, western lost a lot third. of games and you know Kenny Atkinson was getting nothing out of those guys and D'Angelo Russell just went nuclear and won that game half. Career high forty four points. I mean, just obliterated the Sacramento Kings. And that game showed me that he's just on a different level than some of these other guys. Oh yeah, he's he's projected as a top five point guard. Um, I put a lot of stock into performances. I evaluate. So like my reference point to like support any argument I make during this debate is going to be a performance that people did and like. I give more credit to postseason performances than I do regular season performances. But you have to understand, when you see something that's historic that you're probably never going to see again, that has to be addressed and acknowledged. You can't just allow that to just, you know, not really exist or whatever. No, no, no. That has to be addressed and acknowledged. Agreed. So so back to your initial point, I wanted to state, you said that Chris Paul is still one of the best point guards in this game. So, we already gave Kyle Lowry his, his, his respect. We gave D'Angelo Russell his respect. Are you telling me you're taking De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox off this list? Or are you taking Kyle Lowry off this list? Who is Chris Paul going to be taking? Who's taking? Who's Chris Paul taking? Whose spot is he taking? We're looking at this list. Whose spot is he taking? So, um, do you really think Mike Conley is better than Chris Paul right now? Uh, like for real, like let's, let's be real here. You really think Mike Conley's better than Chris Paul right now? Like I, last year, I feel like he didn't get a fair shake. And injuries aside, I understand that. But this is Chris Paul we're talking about. I mean, about. Mike Conley went head to head with Chris Paul before, and we saw how, how that happened. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he saw man. what happened with yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, we I, saw what look, Mike Conley's that. not a joke, man. The Ohio State legend. Shout out Mike Conley, man. I mean, he finally has opportunity to actually, you know, do some things right now in the league. And he still has a lot in his tank. He has a lot in his tank. If he's playing next to Spider Mitchell, I, that's that's going to be must see TV. Utah got a squad, low key. Right. And but um, I think I do think the the Rockets could have went further with Mike Conley. I'm gonna keep it stacked because Chris Paul's body is not what it used to be, man. He's just like right now he's going off of craftiness and veteran savvy and basketball IQ, which yeah. is which is unmatched at that position. He's probably the, probably the best added. He is probably the best point guard mind. But this is not a point guard minds list. This is who's the best point so guard. So total package. As far as right now, I think Mike Conley has a lot more to offer right now in his current state. 
So because of, of, of his physical limitations, you're going to take that away from Chris Paul? Absolutely. This is, this is off of who's going to get me in the modern day of basketball. What we said, a guy who sets the tempo, guy who does all the stuff. Right now, Chris Paul is the type of guy who could – I think he only plays one pace right now. He plays, plays a methodical pace. Sometimes he breaks down his defender. He's a ice uh, – under Dan Tony's offense, he's become a, a breakdown scorer, sort of like the modern-day Don Nelson teams. You remember those teams? Yes. Baron Davis with uh, Steven Jackson. Yes. Al Harrington. You remember those guys? Like That's what this, this Rockets team reminds me of. And less like a old-school – Old school uh, D'Antoni team. It's funny you say this because Chris Paul's nickname is literally the point guard. Right. So, like, this is, like, it's like we're invoking, you know, this man. Um, In his defense, I feel like people do hold it against him a little too much that he's never been to the finals and he doesn't have a ring. That doesn't take away from how good he is because John Stockton doesn't have a ring either. John and Stockton nobody's, the finals. And, and, but, come on. John Stockton went to the He finals. also played with Carl Malone. And so. he also lost to Michael Jordan. Yeah, so let's that's uh, what, okay. That's what a lot of people can say. Yeah, but you know, again, winning is winning, losing is losing. Right. It's it. There's no excuses. Like winning is winning, losing is losing at the so end of the day. If we're using that argument, Chris Paul's has not won in the Western Conference Finals and has not reached the West the, the finals. But that Blakey statement isn't necessarily fair to say. Look, Chris Paul has been a pillar of efficiency his entire career, and it's 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 bordered on historic I production. I understand what you're saying. No, no, not bordered. Actually, yeah, he legit has seasons where he's had historic production. But this, I understand what you're saying. But this is not the lifetime achievement list, <laughs> and I'm not gonna let this slide. <laughs> I'm not gonna let this slide. I'm not gonna let you. Let let him go off on his morals, like on like, his morals. Yeah. So like you say, five years ago, yeah, yeah. It's, this it's, is not it's even the, a contest. It's a contest. He's, a, he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Let's not even. I'll call a spade a spade. Like he's first ballot the, Hall of Famer. First yeah. ballot Hall of Famer, without like, question. Like, one of the best to ever do it, no question. But we're talking about the top ten point guards of today, of tomorrow, next season, next season, next season. Who's coming into the, this thing? The best point guard. So you know what. I agree with you. Because mm. <laughs> Chris Paul is not going to be on this list. You, you hear this, guys? He agrees with me. We got to leave him off the list. I understand that. It's not a look. This is not so the like, lifetime achievement list. So, You're um, right. Basic look at his, his, his stats. He's 15.6 points a game, 8.2 assists. He shot 41.9% from the field last year. And, uh, like, okay, so, like, round up. Let's just give him 42%. Um. He shot 36% from the three-point line, which is a tab above average right now. League average is basically 34, like 34.7. Um, at the free throw line, he's a stalwart, uh, um, 86.2%, so 86%. His PER is 19.7. This guy, he, he's he's a bit past his prime. It's, it's, yeah, I'm, it's I mean, clear right now. He's a bit past his prime. It's clear, especially it's kind of sad what's going on with him in his career right now. I just sent him to OKC to go rot. But with all that being said, I know his competitive spirit. I know his drive. I know Shea Gilgey Alexander is going to be one of those up-and-coming guards coming into the game. And playing under Chris Paul's tutelage is only going to do volumes for his for his game, right? Is 
without question. And Steven Adams is going to benefit so much playing under Chris Paul. He's going to be getting passes that he like didn't even see coming. But it's going to. I hope like I want to see Chris Paul get back to playing Chris Paul basketball. So like, if you want to, um, um, I I, I understand that. But like for his, if you want to, uh, um, um, evaluate his um stats per possession, his per thirty six, his per thirty six minute stats are seventeen point six and nineteen point two um assists per game. 9.2 assists per game. Sorry, excuse me. 17.6 points per game. 9.2 assists per game. Um, he's to understand, like, yeah, like he can't be in on this list. Yeah, like it's the big boy list. I'm sorry, Chris Paul. This is the like, man. I'm sorry, bro. Don't 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 take don't take this out on us. Like we're we're trying. I'm try- I tried. <laughs> I went. Listen, I tried. Listen, man. So going forward, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with that, but. Let me let me let me go back on. I'm gonna see what this we're gonna go digest this list a little bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so boom, we had Steph Curry at one. I have no problem with Steph Curry at one because he definitely uh, revolutionized the game, and the game is absolutely played on on see, his. This one I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go of this one. All right, so boom, so <laughs> so state, state your claim for the record. I think Kyrie Irving is the best point guard in, in the NBA right now. Okay. Um, I think no. Let me spell this out. I, I think Kyrie Irving at his best is the best point guard in the NBA. And um, at first glance, when you look at this, you go, yeah, Steph Curry, the standard third. Nah, man. I, I keep on going. I'm gonna, just, we're gonna like, do- yeah, like, no, nah, no. Nah. So, like, let me get into this. Let's get into this. The best modern-day point guard. I'm going to tell you straight up so, like, why Steph Curry is right, the best so modern-day point guard. Let's go over with the criteria. What was it again? How you affect winning. How you affect winning. Right? Talent. Talent. And pace, how you control the pace, pace. of the game, uh, pick and roll basketball, pick and roll basketball, All right? And also, uh, and like long ball, how you shoot the long ball, how you shoot the long ball. All right, let's understand something. Acknowledging that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter I've ever seen, Kyrie Irving is actually not that far from him. Okay, he's not. He is a historic shooter in his own right. Okay. Um. Kyrie Irving has performed at the highest levels in basketball. And Kyrie Irving is a three-tier scorer in a way that Steph Curry isn't. And I'm, yeah, 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 yes. No, 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 let's get into it. Well, you're bugging. Let's get into it. Skill-wise, the tap attack. Kyrie got him in handles, I think, but not by a lot because Steph Curry's handles is bananas. Um, Steph Curry has Kyrie Irving in terms of the, the shooting. I mean, that's not even debatable. Um, I'm sorry. He's just a clear tear up. But where Kyrie edges Steph Curry at is a little more cerebral, and numbers only cover it. Kyrie Irving has the killer instinct. He's the only point guard that puts all of these criterias together at an elite level. Kyrie Irving is going to win you that ring mm. when it's crunch time. That's the, this is the difference between him and Steph Curry. Okay. He's going to win you that ring when it's crunch time. So we can pour over these numbers and, like, you know, obviously it's going to tilt and Steph Curry's thing. But when the chips is on the table, it's game seven of the NBA Finals. Right. And I got Steph Curry guarding Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving. And, and and there's 39 seconds left on the clock. And Kyrie Irving pulls up for a contested three ball. It's going in. Oh, are, you, are, you, are you done or are you finished? It's going in. Yo, in the words of Bert, are you done? Or are you finished? I, 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 I didn't hear your piece. 
You need to hear my piece. All right. All right. Let's, let's, your piece. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Steph Curry. You said Kyrie Irving at his best. I'm going to use this, and I'm going to obliterate what you're saying real quick. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you what Steph Curry is at his best. Steph Curry at his best is a unanimous MVP. That's what he is at his best. <laughs> okay. Steph right. Curry is the one who's, who spearheaded the best record in the game. With respect to Steph at Curry. At his best. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. I didn't interrupt me. I didn't, I didn't interrupt. You So, at his best. At his best. Um, I believe. Did, did you see that game against the Thunder where, where Steph Curry was on the opposite end of the court and ended the game on that side of the, the court? The man is an all-time great. Without question, marksman, marksman. But we're talking about the position of point guard who has the total. Package. I'm talking about the mo- the one who revolutionized the game. The reason why we play with this pace and space. The reason why 30 teams were averaging over 100 this season. The reason why the game is sped up. The reason why we play with with 14 seconds on the clock after a rebound. The reason why the game is excited and the most exciting it's ever been in such a long, long time is all predicated off of the golden child, the baby face assassin. Steph Curry. That's why. And Kyrie Irving is clutch. He's he's all the stuff. One of the greatest finishers in in the game under the basket. But guess what? Steph Curry is not too far away from him when it comes to that. Absolutely that not. You know what I mean? And Steph Curry is not just. He's a better off ball player than than Kyrie Irving could ever be. The amount of movement he does is is. A la Rip Hamilton, but guess what? It's not from mid-range. It's from the three-point land. He's moving around constantly. 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 He's, 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 he can play off guard just as well as he plays on ball guard. Yeah, he's a problem. One of the best handles. I know Kyrie Irving has the best handle. Ever. Ever. All right, we can say that. Ever. Like We can say that. That's from AI's mouth. Ever. <laughs> we can say that. And that's not a, that I have no no quarrels with that at all. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, my man Steph Curry is a two no, it's a three time champion. Three time champion, two time. Kyrie Irving, one time. Kyrie Irving is a, and Kyrie Irving is a one time champion as Nightwing or Robin. Yeah, but who did he beat though for that championship? Who did who did who did Kyrie beat? I mean, who did Curry beat? Curry never beat Kyrie in the finals. Curry, but Curry beat LeBron James, the best player yeah, in the Curry world. Yeah, but Curry never beat Kyrie in the finals. Do you hear what I'm saying? He never beat. Yes, he did. Ky- no, he didn't. Yes, he did. And we did not. The only yes, the, he did. The, with Kevin Durant on the team, he beat Kyrie, and Kyrie said, "I don't want to come on this team no more. I'm tired of losing to the Warriors." Oh, he, oh, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he beat. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, right, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did beat Kyrie. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Look at me, huh? Mm. Go, go, my stuff straight. Okay, mm. then. So. Since you want to take it there, let's put them under a microscope. Let's okay. let's really evaluate because again, look when the stars is, when the stars is brightest mm-hmm. and the pressure is at the most. Okay, who are you trusting in that situation? Who are you taking, Kyrie or Steph? If we're going off clutch factor, I know, no, we're going off. Who, who do you trust to win that final series? Who do I trust? Well, see I'm now, gonna... now, now it becomes okay. Like because listen, look, look. look. Listen, this is this is something that we overlook. A champion's intangibles. Kyrie Irving never had the opportunity to thrive like Steph Curry did. You know what I'm saying? Like when he was first figuring out his role in the league, LeBron crashes his party and comes back to Cleveland. Um, he goes to 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 the Celtics, and obviously, you know, Brad Stevens 
as much as 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 good as a coach he is, let's be let's be real here. He kind of didn't know what to do with Kyrie Irving, and like I think it's absurd, you know. To I'm not gonna let like, that, I'm not gonna let that slide. No, 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 no. Let let me finish. And Kyrie Irving had a poor year, poor year, averaging 24 points and seven assists per game. Let's understand something. Is Kyrie that, Irving? No, he never had a team built around him. He got traded to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. They weren't built around him like but, like the Warriors were built around Stephen Curry. Listen, 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 listen. We haven't seen the best of Kyrie Irving this yet, is, and I can legit say that. This is not... I can legit say that. We have not seen the best of Kyrie Irving yet. This We've is, seen flashes. This is not a... And also, wait, hold on. Just to try to obliterate your point, listen, my man Kyrie Irving has his best scoring games and most efficient scoring games against the best defenders in the game of basketball. Mm. When he is performing in the finals, dropping 41, he's getting guarded by Draymond Green. I've seen Steph get locked up in the finals. I've seen Steph have atrocious performances back-to-back in the finals. Kyrie doesn't know what that's like. When when he had his career-high 57 points, he did that against Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Mm. His second-highest scoring performance was against Jimmy Butler. Let's understand something. This man is a problem. He is he is an unguardable three-tier scorer who gets you that in any situation. He's unfazed by the moment, and his intangibles trump Steph Curry's intangibles. This man wakes up and lives for those moments. Steph Curry, the only knock on Steph Curry's game, and I, I mean this, the only knock on Steph Curry's game is that, yo, when it matters most, he's not going to be unanimous MVP Steph Curry. And look, we've seen this last year. Listen. I'm not taking anything away from the Toronto Raptors. Curry at his best. Kyrie at his best. I just, I'm sorry. It's just two different. It's two different ballparks. Look, listen, look, no, no, it's not. Because look, two wait, different I, ballparks. So man. keep game. I'm look, not taking anything away from Steph Curry. And but look, look, but look. Nor am I taking away from Kyrie. But look, but look, you don't think that Steph Curry is just as good or in the same tier as Kawhi Leonard? Uh. Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard in the same tier? Yeah, yeah. they absolutely are. Absolutely. So, again, I understand you lost Kevin Durant. I understand you lost Klay Thompson. I understand that. But Steph Curry is a game-changing LeBron James-level player. They have no depth, man. They gave up a lot of their depth for to sign all the big names, which was nobody's fault but their own. Nobody's fault but their own. I mean, at the end of the day... If you're gonna reap the benefits, you're gonna also reap the. You're gonna absolutely reap what you sow, and you're gonna absolutely get the curses too. So at the end of the day, when they had nobody on the floor, when it was just Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston, and you know, and I don't even know all the role players' names. Like these guys are like, at the end of the day, this not enough. To go up against a Raptors team that was built off of depth. I mean, at the end of the day, the Raptors had Marcus Saul, Sergi Baca, okay, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, and a deep bench. Look, the better team won in the finals. I'm not arguing that, but what I'm saying is, look, when we're examining greatness, we look at the bottom line for the players. Right. Isaiah Thomas pointed out something that I've never thought about. The real Isaiah Thomas, not not the guy that's in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> The real one. Um, Isaiah Thomas said he feels like um, his Pistons are perennially overlooked because despite his, you know, prestigious career, he says that, like, if he 
would have three-peated instead of just went back-to-back -back with the Pistons, people would have looked at his legacy completely different. And he was like, you know, because um, if you three-peat, you, 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 you become a part of that, you know, Lakers, you know, 80s Lakers, 90s Bulls tier. If you three-peat, you, he said, he said three, uh, a three-peat is the ultimate accomplishment, basically, in basketball. And he pointed that out that, like, if he three-peated, he, he, he wouldn't just be referred to as one of the greatest point guards of all time. He would have been referred to as one of the greatest players of all time. And he rightfully is so. But when we're talking about the greatest of all time, he oftentimes gets overlooked. And make no mistake, if you look at his stats and you look at what he's contributed to the game of basketball, he has like it, it, more than a solid argument for being a top 20 player all time in the history of this league. If he three-peats, and I think his career is very similar to Steph Curry's because he also revolutionized the game in the same way Steph Curry did mm -hmm. at his time. They, they kind of marry each other, and their talents is like – their talents not like – their talents are very similar. They mm -hmm. rival each other. Um, obviously, the game is different, and, you know, they play to their different strengths, but you understand that. Isaiah was the first handle guy before, you know, AI and, and, and Steph Curry was. And he – Looking at things from that perspective, it, it makes sense. What would people um, view Isaiah Thomas and the Magic rivalry? Would they view it from a different lens? Does it, if he three peats, I apply the same logic in terms of legacy talk mm -hmm. to this Kyrie and Steph Curry debate. Kyrie Irving, when the chips were down, played the greatest team ever. Let's just whatever greatest team ever on paper. They won seventy three. Games with the greatest player as his running mate. With the okay, no, 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 no. They came back from three one. They came back from three one together with the greatest but player understand, as his running but mate. Understand, like Kyrie had a big part in that. Yeah, that's why his running mate. He, he was one of the running mates. It was definitely. Cleveland had no business winning that right now. Yet. They didn't. Let's they, understand what I'm talking but about. Let's not act like. Let's not. Turns of a legacy game. Give LeBron this to do okay, too. Okay. Do you think if that, you're gonna say Kyrie, you gotta say LeBron? That's 2016. That's peanut butter and jelly, no, bro. No, no, bro. Look, look, look. Yes, you saying, need, you need the blocks in order for the shot to mean. You something. can say Draymond and Clay for, for Steph Curry. You can. But, that's the, it's the but, same argument. But no, no, no. The no, shot bro. is so. They're iconic. going head to head, bro. We're the talking shot, about the NBA Finals for all the marbles. The shot is so iconic. All the marbles, bro. The shot is more iconic due to what LeBron did on the defensive Listen, end to Andre Iguodala. Right. That was an open layup. I understand it was an open layup. It was the block, then the shot. Absolutely. Look, nobody's taking that. Give but you had to understand the shot. Look, tell the, the full story. I'm the last saying. three minutes and thirty-nine seconds of that NBA game, there were no field goals until Kyrie Irving pulled one of the all-time iconic Clutch. shots in Steph Curry's face. Clutch. In his face, he outperformed him when it mattered most. None of these guys are getting a gold medal for their defense. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> all right? So, no, no, no. They're not. But, but look, 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 look. Listen, man. Listen, I'm, not, listen when when all the chips is down, I don't want to hear that. Right. Well, I'm not trying to hear that. Now, I'm sorry. Like, that's that's cool. That's cool I mean, and all. But, like, why didn't Steph hit the shot? They were t Wasn't it tied? Or, like, weren't they in the lead by one? Okay. Why didn't Steph hit the shot? Why did Kyrie hit the shot and Steph didn't? Like, what did Kyrie have that Steph didn't? This, this is what it comes down to. This is why I'm like, yo, look, all the stats is great. Everything is good. It's working out fine. But what did Kyrie Irving have in that finals with all the chips against mm -hmm. the greatest team ever coming back from 3-1? What did he have that Steph Curry didn't? And that's where this argument really falls. 
What does Kyrie Irving have that Steph don't? It's the intangibles. Kyrie Irving has the Mamba mentality. He mm-hmm. doesn't lose. If you put him, if he has a chance to win that game, even a slither of a chance to win that game, he's going to win. Now, let's under, let's bring it back to the Milwaukee right. series. I'm not making excuses for him, but let's just keep it a thousand. He's, he, he, he's, he's dragging this team full of locker room problems to go up against the league MVP. Come on. Like, you're not going to, like, the number one seed league, league MVP. Come on. I'm going to add on to this by saying this. We know what a team that is built around Steph Curry looks like. And we've seen what a team with Kyrie Irving as the focal point looked like on the Celtics. Mind you, the verdict is out on him, and I think he's going to rise to the challenge in Brooklyn. But make no mistake about it, we saw the difference between a willing person to get give the ball up and play off ball, and we saw the the difference between that and a guy who wants the ball in his hands for the majority of the play to create his offense, which took the team out. So what, what, when we're talking about the best point guards, I got to take that into account. I got to take all that into account. All right, so, so, okay. If Kyrie Irving doesn't win a championship with Kevin Durant, I think this closes the debate on who the better player is. Right. But if he wins more with Kevin Durant, we have to address this because, like, it has to be addressed. Because then it's like, all right, you know, Steph needed the greatest team of all time plus Kevin Durant to get there. Right. Kyrie Irving beat that. He beat that machine. So... If he went, like, look, I'm just telling you, look, just, again, just just applying what Isaiah Thomas, Zeke, what Isaiah Thomas said through that lens, look, a three-peat changes everything. It Championships does. change everything. Championships change everything. And that's why, that, that's that's what my argument hangs on, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, um, but I, uh, we're going to, one thing yeah. I want to do to change the pace of this topic is I want to quickly go back to the list. I want to say... If we're gonna make any changes, I'm gonna ask you if what changes would you make real real quick, just eyeballing this list. So I right, so um the only change I I make, um I put Kyle Laurie at ten. Okay. Um, I put um D'Angelo Russell, man, D'Angelo Russell at seven, and I put Darren Fox at nine. Um Kyrie at one, Steph at two, but it's Where's Mike Conley? Mike like, Conley's eight now? Yeah, Mike Conley's seven. Um, I'm not mad at Steph being number one. Actually, actually, like the only other person besides Kyrie is it has to be Steph. Um, those are like I feel like the the like without dispute the two best point guards in in the league. Right Absolutely. Now. Yeah, like Steph and Kyrie. Like they're they're like yeah, like that. That's that's different. Lillard isn't far behind these guys. He's not far behind. And he's I'm, he's like what I like to say. Lillard is. He's. More of a point guard's point guard. I feel like he's the better passer of the of the of the three. So if we're gonna go by all three of these guys, I believe that he's the better passer because we all know Steph Curry has a problem turning the ball over. We know that Kyrie Irving, you know, he's just stepping into his role as a passer. And Damon Lillard came into the league his rookie year, understanding the the pick and roll basketball yeah, at this highest. Yeah, had it down pat. Yeah. So yep. uh, so out of all three of them, he's the best passer. But he has a little bit of everything that these guys do. But I feel like these guys do it at a better rate than him. Like, well, he, I mean, he shoots a three like like Curry, but I feel like Curry's a better shooter on, along that regard. And I feel like he does handle the ball and he does play his game 
sort of in the middle, like how um, Kyrie Irving does a little bit sometimes. But I feel like all these uh, these guys are ahead of them due to the fact that they do that a little bit better than them. That's all I'm saying. So, all right. Damian Lillard gets an unfair shake because Damian Lillard didn't get the chance to play for the kind of teams that both Steph Curry and Cole, and, and Kyrie Irving has played for. Absolutely. So like, let's let's make that let's like make that very very known from the from the jump. Um, Damian Lillard, I really feel like he needs a chance to play with a Kevin Durant or a LeBron James or a Klay Thompson. He's never really had that opportunity to do so, and I really feel like. Damian Lillard is one of those guys who's built to perform in the finals. He's built for that. Yes. He he's built for the finals. There's nothing about him that's like he's built for the finals. I feel like he's one of the guys who uh who kind of the, what failed him is he never had a dynamic uh wing. Never had a dynamic wing. He played with with uh CJ McCullough. Who's the real deal? I'm real, real not, deal. I was no just joke. I was just listening to a podcast of his today, actually. He had a podcast with Woj, and he was talking about why people were dropping out of USA yeah, basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I heard that too. I heard that too. Yeah, that's that's for another time, another topic. Yeah, shout out CJ though. He's I'm, I'm a big fan of CJ, but let's, also let's, a, also a podcaster as well. Also podcast as well. Yeah, shout out to the fellow podcasters. Yeah, but uh, like I was saying, like he's kind of been. I don't know why the Blazers haven't picked up a wing for him. I think Carmelo Anthony would have been a perfect wing to pick up for the Trailblazers, but right now at this point, yeah. But they picked up Palgas also. That's not probably gonna happen. I don't understand. Like, no, I don't get it, man. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand these front offices, but I don't get you know it, what? I do not get it. I don't get paid to do this, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 if, I, for real, for real, like again, to to like very very little off, and like I don't want to spend too much time on this. If Paul George was really available, I really feel like the Portland Trailblazers really should have like. Did everything they could to get Paul George. There was no way. Yeah, but like getting Paul George with Lillard, that's a championship. That's at least one. I'm right. telling you, like that's but like Lillard needs a guy that's like when you could have got Carmelo for the cheap. Bro. I know for the cheap, man. I'm saying for the cheap, man. For the cheap, for the cheap. Listen, I know he's not the player that he used to be, but at the end of the day, the man can ball, man. <laughs> like you, can't, I agree. I agree. Like I agree. I fully agree. But but back to the back to the but, the a point guard debate. Yeah. Um. A name that hasn't been brought up right now, and it's kind of the elephant, the elephant in the room, is Russell Brody Westbrook. Mm. And I want to get into. So so why not, so why isn't he top three? Let's talk about that. Yeah, why 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 is it? Do you want to go? You want to go first? I want I want you to to dissect this. I, right. My whole thing about it is, uh, I'm just gonna talk about what he has working for him. He he's averaged a triple double for the last couple of seasons. All right, so like let's. And this guy is basically a hound athletically. He's absolutely uh, a beast when it comes to his his athletic prowess. At the end of the day, uh, I mean, working against him is he's it's kind of been a, a first round exit every year that he's been doing this by himself. So, so all right. What so, do you got to say? What's, so uh, this is a. Uh... <sighs> Deep breath, especially when you want to get into it. Let me explain why Russell Westbrook isn't necessarily a top three point guard in the NBA. He's top five without question. So the elephant in the room is, how can a guy who's averaged a triple-double for three straight years, this is NBA 2K stuff, right? how is he not a top five point guard in the NBA? And 
The answer is hard to like, like you got to really dive into this. Um, Colin Cowherd, I I think he's an awful. I mean, he's he's a radio personality. He's not a basketball analyst. Like, let's just get this out the way. And you know, when you do the the Colin Cowherd debate, oh, he's not a winner. He's uh, wait, hold on. This is my uh, Colin Cowherd imitation. <clears throat> You know, Russell Westbrook, he's just not a winner. You know, I look around around the league, and I see these guys here, and no one wants to play with him. He's 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 erratic. He's he's inefficient. He's a volume scorer. Everything about him just it, it just it just doesn't translate. Kevin Durant couldn't wait to run out of OKC. Paul George didn't work with him. Uh, we we we're, just, we're witnessing his inability. To win, blah, 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 blah. Look, listen, let's understand something. Russell Westbrook is an all-time great talent. I do not understand the Westbrook slander. What separates Westbrook and these three guys is winning. Because I feel like people glance over how effective a player is when it comes to winning. Right. When this is this is what we play for. Let's understand. The most important stat in basketball is the W at the end. Mm-hmm. Sit. That's it. And this is where you evaluate Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook has had the opportunity to play with James Harden. Again, he's had the opportunity to play with Kevin Durant. He's had the opportunity to play with Paul George. So this is something that qualifies him to be in a class with Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving. He's had these opportunities to play with these guys. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the finals. And he's been in the finals before. Mm-hmm. This is why when you evaluate someone like Russell Westbrook, you, it, it's it's head scratching almost how he can't figure out a way to win. Now, I think last year's playoffs or it was last year he got yeah he got swept. No, he didn't get swept. But they they had a heartbreaking exit. I think they got exited, bounced out at the fifth game or the sixth game. It was a sixth game or something. Six like six game or something like that. Yeah. Understand this. Damian Lillard showed why he's a better basketball player than Russell Westbrook last year in the playoffs. I mean, this is not up to debate anymore. Damian Lillard is a better basketball player than Russell Westbrook. And he earned his spot as number three. And he earned his spot as number three. His buzzer beater destroyed the OKC franchise. Let's understand. He sent them back to the lottery with a buzzer beater. This is the kind of gusto that I want from my point guards. Russell Westbrook has displayed this in the regular season. But I need you to display this in the playoffs. Now, his regular season stats are gaudy. Mr. Triple-Double. But when you take a closer look at his playoff stats, this is where it gets a little dicey. Because the playoffs is the highest level of basketball. Period. <laughs> that's it. The playoffs is the highest level of basketball. That's where you see, that's where the boys are separated from the men, the playoffs. I do not care about people who do not understand this. It makes no sense to me. Well, just to add on to what you're saying, um, when it comes to Russell Westbrook, a lot of his problems don't is not predicated off of what he does on the floor. It's, it's also predicated off of his decision-making and how he assesses the game. Like, a lot of the things that he does is, you know, he'll get his assists. He'll get he'll get all his 
all this, but he shoots inefficient from the from the floor. Sometimes he, he it's like not, it's not even a, yo. He like it's sometimes new- he doesn't value like possessions time and time again, and uh, sometimes he's not a. When I told you what makes a good point guard was controlling the pace, he doesn't know when to slow the game down at times, and. Matter of fact, he doesn't. I don't think he even enjoys the game when the game is slowed down, because I feel like he likes the the hectic sector, uh, running up and down the floor, and the the way that Damian Lillard neutralized Russell Westbrook in the playoffs, he slowed the game down to to play at a half court pace, and stuff like when when you can exploit stuff like that, I feel like that kind of does bring you down a peg, but. See, with him, with all that being said, he's still number four on this list, and I can't argue the number four because him playing at that level allows his team to be in the playoffs in the hard Western Conference every year. But look, look, look. All right. At this level, though, we're talking about winning it just isn't enough. And look, so let me just break this down. His last three playoff um, performances in 2016-2017, uh, He's he averaged he actually averaged a triple double in the playoffs. Um, he played a uh, um he played five games in the playoffs. He averaged thirty seven point four points per game, ten point eight assists, so basically eleven assists and eleven point six rebounds. So he rounded up as twelve. Um, but he he has shot um consistently under thirty percent. No no under forty percent for these last three years. So that year that I just named. He shot 38.8% from the field, 26.5% from the three-point line. The next year, the following year, 39.8%. Uh, let's call it 40%, whatever. He averaged 29 points per game, um, 7.5 assists, 12 rebounds. When His inefficiency and, 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 and his, his basketball IQ is what's holding him back from taking that next level. So... When I have a player as talented as Russell Westbrook, it it kind of negates the fact because he doesn't know how to win the game when it matters most. He's going to chuck up and elevate. Like, you're shooting, but you're shooting 29% from the three-point line. I don't want you taking three balls in the clutch. I'm sorry. Even though I've seen you win games like that in the playoffs, I don't want to see that. No, I don't. Like I don't want to see contested three balls. I don't want to see you know um you know like. You rushing to do a layup and you got 40 seconds left on the clock, like like just bulldozing in. It doesn't work. That's hero ball, the definition of that. Doc Rivers coined that. Does not work. You will always lose with that regard. Now, I got them coming out the West this year, the Houston Rockets. So I gotta put that on the table when I'm assessing Russell Westbrook. But let's understand, we just broke down his statistics. His lack of basketball IQ. Is what's holding him back from taking that next level. And the next level I'm talking about is all-time great. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about solidifying a a a indelible and excuse me, an indelible legacy in this league. When we look back on Russell Westbrook and he does not have a championship, it's going to be a little bit of a head scratcher. How does a man who averaged triple double three straight years, probably four, because we don't know what he's gonna do in the Houston Rockets? Man, average triple double for three straight years. How is he not an NBA champion? These are the kind of things that come to play when we're assessing Russell Westbrook. And that's why I feel like he comfortably stays four on that list. Because everybody we've named, 
like before him is not anywhere near Russell Westbrook. I, I, I think I think I think after these four players, talent wise, there's there's a bit of a drop. Right. Um. Um. Who's after Westbrook? Who's five on that list? Kemba Walker is number five. So, where what if where I feel like Kemba Walker is a victim of circumstance, si- circumstance and situation. But uh, with all that being said, I feel like if you put Russell Westbrook on the Hornets, they're still going to the playoffs. That's why. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're. See, they're. Yeah. They're uh, without question going to the playoffs. That's what. That's why I feel like you cannot even argue the the placement when it comes to Kemba Walker and Russell Westbrook. No, no, yeah, no. Like they're not close. Um it's crazy because like Kemba he he does everything that Lillard, Kyrie, and Steph do. He just doesn't do it anywhere near as efficient as they do it. Right. And it's we all know that a Kemba huge drop off with efficiency and Yeah, especially Kemba but Kemba last year, he was unguardable. He had to be doubled every time. Yes. Yeah, like you couldn't like his Shot off the bounce. 60, 60. Oh man, just he like he's he was one of those guys that when he got a, a full head of steam, you couldn't stop him. But his team was just putrid and just garbage. But um, I'm so glad he got out of that situation. Well, by the way. With all that being said, he has a great situation that he's in right now, and um, he's playing for Team USA basketball. And this is also going to be a couple a little time to get some reps up with the young guys that he's playing with on the Celtics. So, uh, oh yeah, the you the, just like we touched on last episode, the Team USA experience, I think, is going to elevate Kemba's game altogether. Right, and he's playing with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Phew, excuse me, bless you, bless you. <laughs> I'm allergic to Boston stuff, so that's why I sneeze like oh, that. Yeah. Oh man, I, I it's flaring up. It's flaring up. I understand. I understand. Sorry, guys. sorry, sorry, I, Celtics, but I can't hide that let, bias. Let's get off that that topic. So. <laughs> All right, Watch guys. Again. So, Watch these again. <laughs> so yeah, as far as this list and goes, he's from New York, man. Man, that's no. He's from the Bronx. I told. Uh, I have a theory behind that. I think he's allergic to wearing orange and blue after his time with the Bobcats. So he doesn't want to wear orange and blue ever again in his career. And I understand. I mean, if you ever been on the worst like franchise ever in NBA history, it makes sense. But what? Neither that's neither here nor there. I feel like we've talked about this 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 point guard situation for quite some time, and I'm just gonna oh like we gotta give Ben Simmons his due, man. Ben Simmons. All right, so just briefly talking about Ben Simmons, I feel like Ben Simmons is he's number six on his list. He's number six on his list and well deserved. Rightfully so, yeah. I was looking at his uh, highlight packet the other day. And this guy, he has that special thing where, where it comes to passing the ball and putting the ball where it needs to be. Like, this guy is a marksman when it comes to passing. And he's like, he almost does, sometimes he does some Jason Kidd stuff type passes. I'm like, wow, like, this guy, he needs to get the rest of his game together so that we can really be regarded as one of the best point guards in the game. And in terms of intangibles, he's 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 the best intangible point guard in, in, in the NBA. So, Saints, do you, do you see him... Staying comfortably at six this year or making a jump no, at six? No, um, I think Ben Simmons, again, um, I touched on early in the episodes. When you suffer a loss like the one he suffered at the hands of the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs last year, that does something to you. Like, I'm telling you, 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 it, it, it's like a brick to the face. You, a gut punch, gut punch, whatever. He's waking up. I've seen his workout videos. I'm seeing him attempting three-pointers. I'm expecting Ben Simmons, and I, I know how you know how I feel about Ben Simmons before. Right. But 
I'm expecting this this that whole experience to kind of shake him into like I can legit win an MVP if I just you know lock in and focus on improving. I can legit win an MVP that way. Ben Simmons has nothing but opportunity before him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when KD gets back to the Nets, that's going to be a different story. But like, look at the East: Celtics. Um, who else? You got the Celtics, you Celtics, the Sixers, the Sixers, the Sixers. No, no, but like this is Ben Simmons, Sixers. You feel me? Like Raptors, we have Raptors. We have uh, the Pacers, the Pacers. But this is his conference to take. The he, Milwaukee Bucks. Look, can't forget the Milwaukee. Bucks. And again, and again, let's say KD returns and he's 85, 90, right? Ninety percent in terms of like you know recovery, and like we already discussed why that's a possibility. He's still 30, 31 years old. Ben Simmons. Should be looking at this like, all right, you know, even if, you know, Kevin Durant comes back and he's putting the whole Eastern Conference on smash, I still have a young team around me that's built around my game. Mm-hmm. And I have a chance to elevate to MVP levels and really start showing everybody what I can do. I do not think he's going to stay six on that list. I think he can definitely leapfrog Kemba Walker. I yes. mean, even even Russell. I mean, like, if he figures out how to win. Like how can you argue against that? Right. If we if we get a Ben Simmons who figures out his jump shot, figures out all this stuff, like that's a big if though, because like people don't just come in fixing that. I mean, like there's there's exceptions like Jason Kidd and and players like that. Right. De'Aaron Fox is another oh, one. Oh yes, yes. So and shout out to to De'Aaron Fox for making Team USA, which is uh, that 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 pretty much locks up the gold. To be honest with you, and also he's he's one of the, those guys who. We feel like I feel like Darren De'Aaron Fox is another one who can leapfrog a lot of people on this list because of what he does as a passer, as a person who will break away speed. He's one of the fastest with the ball, like lefty three ball John Wall. That's that's what De'Aaron Fox is. So we have he has a, a he's not that far away from a lot of these players, and being on this list in his second year already speaks volumes about what kind of player he is. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Yeah, and shout out to De'Aaron Fox and Sacramento Kings. I see you, young boys. Y'all working, and I see y'all. Look, I'm. I want to see some improvement. You, you kind of got a little cluster situation going on in your division, but if you guys can get some wins against the Clippers, against the Warriors, and the Lakers, you guys got something going on there. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very uh, interesting seeing the point guard situation. But as far as this list goes. If I was to make any changes, I would I will put Kyle Lowry at eight, and I would put D'Angelo Russell at eight. Uh, I'd take Kyle Lowry off at of eight and put D'Angelo Russell at eight, and put Kyle Lowry at nine. Yeah, so that's what that's the only change I would make. I'm pretty sure this this list looks pretty spot on to me. Uh, Shout out to Steph Curry. He's going to have a crazy year playing next to D'Angelo Russell. So we're going to probably see uh, Steph Curry play more of an off-ball role. Or they're both going to be combo guards on the floor, so taking turns. So, you know, positionless basketball at its best. That's what we're going to see pretty much when it comes to these guys. And, yeah, this this whole situation with the point guards is going to be crazy, especially since all these teams are well-balanced. So, yeah, any any uh words in closing on this topic that you that you want to state? So, all in all, everybody on this list uh has done enough to warrant top top respect, most respect, 
and they all belong on this list. Every single name that we mentioned belongs on this list. And um, I'm looking forward to some of the younger guys really uh, improving, particularly Simmons. Um, again, the league is his right now. And I'm ready. <laughs> the Sixers, yo, they're going to be like. I got Sixers being number one in the East, man. And I'm not falling you, that. like, telling you. But, but I feel like I feel like Joel Embiid is going to get a lot of load management time to no regard of his own because I'm pretty sure he's going to want to play every game. Yeah, yeah. But it, they're going to be like, yo, no, we need nah, you for nah, the playoffs. Nah, nah, You're sitting nah. down. And, uh, and and Tobias Harris is a huge addition. So yeah. with Ben Simmons and Al Horford, who can stretch the floor and is oh, also yeah. a great passer. Man. So that that lineup with, with no Joel Embiid on the floor, is they're not going to miss a beat. And they're going to be a very scary team to deal with. I feel like where they fall short is still their depth. Their depth is a little shaky, a little wonky, like when it comes to their bench players. But at the end of the day, I feel like they have the tools they, that they need, and I feel like Ben Simmons takes a step in this game. Yeah. Shout out Ben Simmons, man. You the man. So here we go. You already know what it is. Feel me? Another one bites the dust. I've been Saints. It's your boy Bates. Take them ankles. Holla at me, baby. Woo! Yeah.